I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. A throw down field. Yes! The quarter's got enough. Your quarterback is really not good. This is life in the big city. You're not in Utah anymore. And whatever's going on in his skull, it's just that when his first read is covered, he's lost. The Rich Eisen Show. The one to McCourty, just throw the ball out of bounds, man. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Freer. Patriot safety, Jabril Peppers. Still to come, Emmy Award winning actor, Tony Hale. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed any of our first two hours, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, Jabril Peppers of the New England Patriots. Guess what? We're going to re-air right as soon as this third hour is over on the Roku channel, channel 210, where you can also see our show on demand uh, through the Rich Eisen Show collection. We chop up our show not just into special video segments, but also the entirety of our program is available whenever you want to watch it again on the Roku channel, Roku channel 210. And the Roku channel is free on all Roku devices and Samsung smart TVs and Amazon Fire TV. And of course, the Roku app and then the Roku channel.com. So we're online, we're on mobile, any mobile device. We're on television sets. We're on the the uh, radio terrestrially and Sirius XM and Odysseys. You can stream us. You can listen to us on satellite. You can listen to us terrestrial radio. There's YouTube. There's at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter. My goodness, we're unavoidable. Uh, Tony Hale is going to be in our studio in just about uh, 20 minutes time. I adore this man. Um, I love everything that he does. Veep, Arrested Development. And this show, season two, The Mysterious Benedict Society on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the entire family watched season one. Can't wait to start unfolding season two, which has already hit your streaming screens on Disney+. Plus. Two episode premiere last Wednesday. New episodes coming every single Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Excited to chat. We got a good celebrity true or false for Tony Hale. Can't wait. This will be great. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we I woke up today with the news that the uh, Indianapolis Colts fired their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, just one game into the Sam Ellinger uh, administration after benching um, Matt Ryan. Um, yesterday, we uh, went off the air and Roquan Smith gets traded from the Ravens, uh, from the Bears to the Ravens. And now um, the Bears seemingly in sell-off mode acquire... Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second-round pick next year. There's still some dispute as we're on the air at the top of hour number three, whether it's their own pick or the one they got for Roquan Smith, the second-rounder from the Ravens. And that's after 
the um, Lions and Vikings make a trade in division for TJ Hawkinson, their top tight end. And Detroit is now a Minnesota Viking because they put Irv Smith on IR. He might be out for the rest of the regular season. And a simple question uh, on a day like today, and it's not even over. The trade deadline is two hours from now as we're currently speaking. I think Stephon Diggs said it best in March. Hell going on. <laughs> the hell going on. This is a nice little hell going on day. Because on top, of, hell going on on top day. of it, the Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash part ways. So it's trade deadline day in the NFL, and the Nets say, hold my beer. And Steve Nash says, I'm Canadian. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> the decision was mutual between the two sides, according to Woj. And you're like, okay, yeah, somebody getting fired. It's mutual. Yeah, well, have you seen what's going on in Brooklyn? <laughs> that's funny. He is Canadian. That's a fact. Yeah, he is Canadian. Yeah, I snuck that one <laughs> yeah, in on did. you. Huh? I, was, uh, okay. yeah, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I snuck that one in on you, huh? So, I mean, have you seen what's going on in Brooklyn? They won last night, actually. We're Brooklyn. They 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 beat the Indianapolis uh, Pacers, uh, right? The the Indiana Pacers last night. Yeah, they finally got a win. They and they lost to them a couple nights ago, and they get this one in the books, and they win this one, even though Kyrie is and Kyrie's laser focused. He's balling He's out. Balling. So is despite KD. a whole bunch of folks sitting in the front row saying "fight anti-Semitism" t-shirts. You know, with those t-shirts on, is what it reads on their t-shirts. You know. As you, some of you may know I had uh, something to say on that subject matter yesterday. Kevin Durant's balling out. But they, they as, play Chicago tonight? Hey, think. man. He, he, and he, so we said it going into the season. After Kyrie opts in and then Durant within 24 hours opts out and they say that nothing had – both of those things are mutually exclusive. Then we find out not only does Durant want out, but if he wants – if he does stay – because Joe Tsai, the the owner, is like, you know, and Sean Marks, the general manager, is like, hey, look, we're 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 happy to accommodate you if we get something of value back for you, and you're kind of uh, the best on the planet, <laughs> and you got four more years of contractual control left. We're not going to get equal value for you, but feel free. Let's see how it goes. And of course, nothing happens, and. So apparently he would come back if Nash is gone. That was the storyline this summer until we found out there was some sort of Yalta-like meeting here in Los Angeles amongst everybody involved from Durant's side of things and the Nets side of things. And they're like, yeah, let's just all be friends. We'll run it back. We even had our friend, the drop from Bobby Cannavale, our longtime friend, as, as the, the this was what we said would be the slogan for the 2022 2023 Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Great. You know, I opt back in and I opted <laughs> out, but I'll opt back in. And, you know, I wanted the coach gone, but he says he's staying. And we're like, uh, the Nets are like, yeah, we'll trade you if we get equal value for you, but we didn't. So let's all stick around and do it. And everybody came out of that meeting saying, we're on the same page. Let's go. And they start one and five. Or one and four, right? And then they uh, they win last night, and now Nash is gone. So yeah, mutual parting the ways. I I think he's like I. This is nuts. Yeah, get, get me the hell out of here. Out of here. Yeah. And I imagine they'll have to pay him off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I and and I as if and handsomely, as if this doesn't get even any crazier because the owner of the Nets felt compelled to say what Kyrie's 
promotion of a movie and a book on his Twitter account. And as we know, he has a major problem with that being called a promotion. The owner of the Nets felt compelled to call out Kyrie Irving on the spot on Twitter. And that's part of all of this, even though they win, they can win basketball games, I guess, with everything being a backdrop. And Durant said it's not a distraction. So I guess that would mean that would you'd have to look at the coach and say, good job to keep all that out of your locker room, huh? But there's clearly a lot of this iceberg we're not seeing as if this isn't nuts enough. The rumors are hot that the coach that the Nets are looking to hire full-time is the coach that the Celtics had all the way to the finals last year and then suspended for the year because of who knows what. We still don't know. Still don't know. Ime Udoka is emerging as a strong front runner, according to Sham Sharania, for the Nets head coaching spot. The sides have begun discussions, and the Nets are in the midst of their search process, continuing to do due diligence. Woj says they the, the Celtics would be willing to let him go for another job in division. And they're like, you take him. You know what? You took Kyrie from us, kind of worked for us. Take them all when we don't want him anymore. Smudge that. And I guess whatever went down with Udoka and the Celtics, the Nets are willing to countenance. And I have no idea what that was. Wow. Yeah, sure. Why not? It still fits, I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? Jacques Vaughn, the great uh, Kansas Jayhawk from back in that day. He's the interim coach. And by the way, Rock shot. of some of the most talented players in the sport on planet Earth who aren't playing in France at present, <laughs> right? On this team. The talents in that locker room, one would think, if they could put it together. So, honestly, I don't know what's going on. I have, I have no insight personally to what's going on in that locker room. I don't know who does. I don't know who does. I don't know if anybody does outside of that organization. They are keeping things kind of tight there. And uh, But the coach is gone. Uh, he almost had 100 wins in three years there. Not even full complete seasons either. But get out. And he's like, I guess, happy to leave. And um, we'll see what happens with Jacques Vaughn. And could the coach of last year's Eastern Conference champions, who was surprisingly suspended for the year on the outset of the season, out of nowhere, even though the Celtics said they had been investigating whatever was going on behind the scenes there for weeks, if not months, that that guy suspended at the outset of the season just three weeks into the season could wind up on the sidelines of the Brooklyn Nets like right away yeah how does that that, work would a suspension carry over to another team no that's a team suspending the league didn't suspend him the Celtics suspended him for something we still don't know so when they they were like basically the entire time trust me I think they would trade him they would trade him yeah and I don't know, probably for not much, because 
Clearly, the Celtics were were willing to not have him for the year, but whatever they felt compelled to suspend him for the year, the Nets will obviously know and willingly hire him. So, whatever did go on behind the scenes there, the Nets are adding that onto the pile of things that they are telling their fans they're willing to countenance while also calling out. I don't know, man. The oh, hell man. going on is right. That's a Mount Rushmore tweet. Of all tweet. The hell, the hell going, going on. on. Stig, Diggs did that the day that Tyreek Hill <laughs> said I want out and then was accommodated within two hours by Kansas City back on March 23rd. March That's was so was much about. fun. Well, that was the... <laughs> but I, I, again, with Brooklyn Nets, I mean, if they get Udoka, what will that press conference be? So what happened in Boston? Can't say. Well, if you can't say, did you at least know what happened in Boston? Yeah, I know what's been happening in Boston. But it was bad enough for the Celtics to spend the guy for the Fine year. For the but you're ready, you're ready to hire him just right away? Yeah, that's the, the case. Well, why is that? Well, we can't talk about it. Is that what the press conference is going to be? But you know what they should do? If, that's the press con- if that happens, that's the press conference. They should have the Kyrie next question thing on a loop and just sit there wordlessly in front of microphones and just hit that button. Yeah, yeah. Next question, next question. I can't, I can't wait question. for Nick Ferdell sitting in the front row to, to, to not let up and not relent. Wow. So that's what's up. Wow. Okay, here's a tweet from Josina Anderson. As of 8 a.m. this morning, I'm told, quote, it was looking like Green Bay was going to offer the best deal for Claypool for a league source. And Obvious, then the Bears swooped and in? And the Bears swooped in Dude, and nabbed him. if the Bears not only acquire Claypool, but throw a major stink bomb into the direction up the toll road. Okay. Up the toll road. Into Green Bay. Because they traded the 43rd overall pick. Apparently it was their own pick. Yeah. And that pick currently is one slot better. One singular slot better than Green Bay's second round pick. If this is, in fact, what has happened, where Gutekunst is on the phone with the Steelers saying, we're, we're, we, we want him, and here's what we're going to give him. Here's what we're going to give you. And they, they call back and tell Brian, no, we're, we're, we're going to send him somewhere else. Where is sent him? Oh, Chicago. <sighs> oh, man. I may have to call up our friend Matt uh, Pat and see if we can uh, simulcast his <laughs> chat with Rogers if that's actually the case. There you go. Thirty seconds ago, the Nets plan to hire Ime Udoka as their new head coach. I understand, <laughs> dude. Boston granted the Nets permission to speak with Udoka and will allow him to leave freely. Get out. So no compensation, dude. <laughs> what is? I'm happening? telling what? you, man. What is going on? It, they are like. Please go. We don't want you to coach here anymore. We don't want you around here We're anymore. Associated. Please go in division wow. and be the guy that our direct major competitors feel is the best fit for two of the best players on planet Earth and Ben Simmons and everyone else there, they feel like he's the special secret ingredient. You can go with no compensation, and now the Brooklyn Nets in the press conference, it will go just like this. How did you come about 
feeling confident to hire this man when the Celtics felt this way about this man, about a subject matter that they consider so serious and his violation so serious that he's now allowed to be your coach after being the Eastern Conference champion coach. How are you feeling so confident in hiring him? Well, we've talked about it and, you know, and we feel comfortable. We feel comfortable. And then the answer will be, well, what do you know what he did? Yeah. Well, the Celtics said it was so bad that they're, he's now your coach and you got him with no compensation. You just let him go. What do you have to say about that? Well, we can't talk about it. We're turning the page. And then Yudoka, he'll be made available. Can you talk about it? No. Ongoing investigation. And whatever it is et cetera, et cetera. was so bad, the Celtics let him go. And the, hey, Joe Sy, I'm just saying this too. No matter what you said about Kyrie Irving's tweet that apparently has now been deleted, linking his four-plus million followers to a book and a film filled with anti-Semitic tropes and you saying you don't represent that, the fact that Kyrie's still playing for you after his last press conference performance. Many folks out there still feel you can countenance anti-Semitism. You had a bunch of fans paying customers sitting in the front row of your building last night in Brooklyn, New York, wearing a shirt saying fight anti-Semitism. You already, it's people already feel you're willing to put up with that for the sake of winning basketball games. And you're now going to own whatever Ime Yudoka did too. And you could sit here and say, he said this, he said that, but your direct competitors, <laughs> the ones who won the conference last year, are willing to hand them to you. Must have been something that you're willing to now countenance as well. Accept. As well. Man. Okay, but once you get past all of that in the yeah. press conference, the fact of the matter is the, the Brooklyn Nets just highly upgraded their coaching situation, and now they I pose a real threat. I guess if you want to just threat. talk about the basketball world, I mean, yeah, sure, you can. Eventually, it's going to come down to that, and it's going to be this team just got themselves a very good basketball coach. Okay. I'm that's- just saying, eventually, that's what it's going to come down to, like, the Steelers just traded for Will Jackson third. <laughs> what is going on? Everyone, Why are these teams that stink just, just acquiring assets? The hell going on is right. All right, let's take a break and enjoy the company and the stylings and the loveliness of our next guest, <laughs> Mr. Tony Hale, as he's known on Twitter and Instagram. I love the show that he's currently in, the Mysterious Benedict Society, and cannot wait to chat with him when we come back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Mr. Tony Hale is here on the Rich Eisen Show. Our terrestrial radio audience just returned. We just saw a clip of the Mysterious Benedict Society. Season two, new episodes Wednesday night on Disney+. And uh, again, congrats on Thank this you. show. Um, Thank you. My children and I and my wife, I'm we so watch glad. it together. We love it. That's so nice. Love I, it. Love I, it. Love it too, and I love. I mean, thank you for watching. It's such a beautiful show. Mm-hmm. The people that are working on it, just the artistry around it, like the hair, makeup, production design. But it's also, in addition to being such a great adventure, the messaging. I just get really excited about, it, especially this season. The complicated brother. Yes, he has reinvented himself as a self-help guru selling happiness. Ah, and just the and then Benedict represents kind of um, you know he's kind of a mess, but. It's cool because you really see the difference between artificial happiness and authentic happiness. And like to me, I think that's a message we all need to hear. I love it, man. And again, uh, season one is when I, you know, I watched it last year. They're, they're based on the best-selling book series by Trenton Lee mm-hmm. Stewart. And my kids knew about it and were like, let's watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm into because I love you. And, yeah, and, and you. that's the, seriously. And, and, and we're uh, going to hang out soon. Actually. That's apparently, and that's not a Los Angeles thing. This is the truth. <laughs> no. um, and so, uh, I, and also, um, you know, uh, it, it, my kids were like, let's check it out. And I sat down and I watched it. And I'll be honest, the first episode, I'm like, what sort of mushrooms are they on over here? Yeah, like we they, take a lot of mushrooms. It's written, but it, it's just a fascinating look to it and a mm, fascinating, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, writing to it. And then uh, mm-hmm. it all together, it really is. There's nothing like it on television. Yeah. And I know? really, the writer is, I just love Trenton so much and I appreciate, I mean, I like the super, the superhero shows and all mm-hmm. the magic and that's really fun. Yeah. But these kids superpowers are their creativity, their intellect and their empathy. Mm-hmm. And that's what they bring to the table. And it's just like, I think that's every, everybody has that, you know, everybody can have that. That's not like you got to go to 
some magic place and get like a superpower or whatever, you know? Right. And then congratulations on the Children's and Family Emmy Awards, uh, the Outstanding Young Teen Series. Yeah, we nomination. got 11 noms. Isn't that nice? Noms, guys. That's L.A. speak. I love that. We got some noms. <laughs> noms. <laughs> so, uh, so which uh, other Disney stars are you going to go crush on the red carpet? Like, who's who else? Who else do we have in the uh, in the category? Like, I don't. Is this... I don't know. Actually, I need to look. I need to look at the list. I just heard about it coming on over here. Oh, really? It just yeah. it's just literally happened. This is breaking news, guys. Wow. Yeah. Sort of like what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. And everything else going on in the and world. The NFL, world. NFL trade deadline, and now you know, and our guest who shows up here. By anytime, the way, anytime you start talking about sports, I start I disassociate. That's okay. You know what? This <laughs> I don't is? know what's happening. Here's what it is. I'll explain to you. It's called the Rich Eisen Show bump. <laughs> okay. We're going to take credit for it. Okay. Forget about the whole hard work stuff. Okay. Forget about what I just said about how terrific you're in this show. Oh, okay. And I, how I have all to the f- writing is and all the. Pr- oh, I have to forget see? about that. Uh, or discount it. Okay, when, don't forget it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Discount it. Okay. You know, good. but congratulations on that Thank too, you. man. I love coming here because I love seeing all the trinkets. <laughs> you guys have a lot of trinkets what, on uh, your desk. What what uh, what uh, jumps out at you? Oh well, there? let me I get mean, my glasses on because okay. I saw I saw it up close. We got. Uh, but there's a there's a bald headed doll right there. <laughs> yeah, actually, that. <laughs> tell tell, tell, tell him what that is. So this is a this is a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are you familiar with him? Sure. Yeah. Sure. The professional wrestler. That is a uh, piggy bank that my mom sent me like 20 years ago when I was Great. in college. Great. And uh, I since got him to autograph the head. You got Stone Cold. To uh, autograph the head. Autograph his own head. Wasn't there something like Stone Cold 316 or... Uh, 316, yes. Austin 316. Austin, Austin 316. says, I just whooped your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does? <laughs> yeah. Because it's a takeoff on a bite like John 316. Yes. Except this one smashes beers. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. This is, that, that's involved in well, that, Well, that's too. scriptural. <laughs> Um, uh, and what's the gold situation right here? That is a fake World Cup trophy. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, or is that the real thing, <laughs> Mike? Did yeah, you get the juice snag the real thing from Fox before you did that? I got one. It. Snagged it. <laughs> funny, I don't see one. any Buster Bluth or Gary Walsh or <laughs> well, trinkets. that's because Point. you haven't yeah. brought it to us. I don't see a Benedict twin or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> again, these are everything that you see there was brought to us by, well, I shouldn't say that. The the cellular telephone that Mike has from 1980 that might be you no. might be, be might be blocking you right there. You, the uh, rest of the equipment might be blocking your I don't vision see of it. The you go ahead, hold it up, Mike. It's right, right there over your right there. That's it, oh, right there. Oh wow, right there. Tell Man. tell him who autographed that. Uh, this was autographed by Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Oh, that's this was cool. My actual phone. That is not the one that. No, you, that's not his. But you, did you get a wake up call from somebody like oh, Gordon Gecko on that? Wake up calls on this bad boy as a production assistant. Tony, are you? You familiar with that 70s show? Yes. Okay, so this TV was actually the foreman's TV in their basement that they. Oh, that's cool. I, I jacked that on the last day that they shot. It was just like a ride, and people oh, that's just were grabbing. Awesome. So, yeah. I love that. Stuff. There you go. Thank you. Tony Hale loves our set dressing stuff. right now. I here. like your trinkets. Somebody uh, uh, asked me recently if, yes. if I brought anything from Arrested Development, asked if I brought the hook, and I said no. <laughs> Where is the hook? Because it was too hot on my hand. <laughs> it was so hot. And I was like, So I what do you that. have from your career? I brought now? the, I got, I grabbed Gary's uh, bag. The sa- so you have the satchel? Yes, yes, yes. It's I an actual real deal? I grabbed the bag. Huh. Yeah. Nice. The Leviathan. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's it from your entire career? That was, career? It. That was okay. it. And then uh, I think, oh, I grabbed some office things from Benedict. 
Okay. And like a blanket and stuff. And some of them I might have asked, and then some of them I took. Did, did you, you five-finger discounted. <laughs> yeah. Come Fantastic. to the Disney executives approaching me after I leave here. And- <laughs> uh, I have some aspects of your career, Tony Hill, that mm. I would like to know if for true or false. <gasps> we have a game that we play. Oh, I love games. Called Celebrity True or False. Sure. And it comes with some... Outs- and I'm a massive celebrity, so that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been in a lot of great stuff, and you are very famous, Tony Hill. Okay, no, let's just jump right into it. We have great... Uh, uh, production value that comes along with it. Here, head over. Oh, this is Celebrity, true or false? <laughs> you can't handle the truth. There you go. Great. All right, first up, celebrity, true or false with Tony Hill. Uh, first up, you are occasionally recognized as the star of the famous Volkswagen commercial featuring mm. your dancing to the song Mr. Roboto. Mm-hmm. Is that true or false? I'm currently recognized for it. Or you're often recognized no, as it. I'm not. Okay. But you were. <laughs> That's false. false. See, everybody thinks we can only give true here. Great. That's false. See? You're false. Nobody comes I'm up often to you. Rec- no, I'm never recognized for that. Ever. Mm-mm. Fantastic. Uh, nope. Can you. Uh, what if you just listed all my credits and I just go, nope, nope, nope. never recognized. Now, by the way, it would be a first, but that would be outstanding. We, we don't mind being wrong. This is from the internet. We're not claiming well, like, these well, to be true. Well, this is true or false. This is why. That's exactly. It's not like what I am showing some skin today, guys. Oh, you look great, man. I do love the shoes and the socks and Thank all of it together. I went a little Pippi Longstocking today. So, uh, uh, do you know the the song, Mister Roboto, Mr. Roboto, to this day? Uh-huh. Like, to this day, can you can you? Domo arigato, Mister Roboto. <laughs> but also, fun yes. fact, it yes. is between. Domo. I can't stop staring at myself. Is that narcissism? Maybe. <laughs> um, it was a it was a difference. It was a choice between that and Rock Me Amadeus. Wow. wow! And they chose uh, Mr. Roboto. It was both. Did you do the commercial as both, and no. then they just edit room made last no. decision? But in my audition, I remember auditioning with Rock Me Amadeus, and I guess they saw that and they were like, "Scratch!" <laughs> <laughs> and they said, "We're doing Mr. Roboto." So okay. And another fun fact: Phil Morrison directed that commercial and he directed a movie called june bug i've heard of that fantastic film and i've seen it so but just shows your range that you're able to audition for rock me amadeus they switch you up to mr mm-hmm. Roboto, and you still nailed it they just see me and go he's crazy he's crazy but you're not often recognized for that at all no okay. i would say never that's false next one celebrate true or false tony l true or false you fought through nerves shooting an episode of the sopranos that's true. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I thought, oh. Look at you. Oh, my gosh. That's you. What, wow. are you. what are you doing in this episode of The Sopranos? This is admiring my young skin. I hope so. <laughs> um, I, what are you I doing? Would, okay, so I played Uncle Junior's uh, like nurse giving him chemo during his oh. uh, cancer treatments. And I was so nervous. When I get nervous, my hands manifest. My hands shake. Okay. That's how my nerves manifest. Yes. By the way, not shaking today because I'm fully relaxed. Look at you. And, uh, but when I got on set, my hands were shaking so violently that I was paranoid because can you imagine a nurse coming up to you shaking, giving you chemo treatment, terrifying. And by the grace of God, they just calmed down. And right before I did my take. Was it Dominic Chianese that made you nervous or what was it? I think it was just the whole idea. I had, I'd done very, I'd just done commercials. I'd done very little TV and it was the Sopranos. Like I was like, this is the, this was like the height of it. Of course. And like that and sex in the city were like the shows in New York to get. And I just got this little role and I was like, Tony, don't screw it up. And my hands were just like, I, when I did plays, I would have to put weights in the cups because my hands would shake from cups. Yeah. No kidding. I'm a broken vessel. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was my next true or false. You're, true or false, you're a broken vessel. I am so a let disaster. Me just, let me just cross that one Tony, off. Tony, you went from the one. Sopranos right to Sex in the City right after. Yeah. You did, so you did, I despite did the, the, the shaking hands, you still yeah. got a call? Oh, I started booking Darren Star's like, after get this. that shaking hand guy? Yeah. I was a photographer's assistant, and my name was Tiger. <laughs> on Sex in the City. That's true. And I was thrilled to be on it. Can confirm? Can confirm. That confirm, yeah. Tiger. I'll see you on. Which, by the way, yes. tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Tony Hale, celebrity, true or false? Next yeah. one. While shooting Arrested Development, uh, you often went home inadvertently still in character as Buster Bluth. Is that true or false? Uh, <laughs> yes, that is true because... There's a, my mm. wife, I was, Buster was always in a state of defense and very sensitive yes. and he was a live wire of emotion yes. and I would come home and if my, my wife would say something like, you know, did you do this? I'd be like, no, I didn't like, I've got, I was still reacting as Buster. <laughs> I was like, why is it like, like very hypersensitive. And she was like, we've got to leave Buster at work. <laughs> I can't be married to that. <laughs> Certainly when you got in a fetal position on <laughs> yeah, the floor exactly. at home. <laughs> and saying? then I started dressing in pastels and I got really, no. Um, but you started it was, taking your family to the banana stand. It's really weird, <laughs> man. Weird. The whole thing is weird. I know, but it was, uh, yeah, so I, d I definitely took it home and then, then stopped. And so um, who, was the f who was the one that cracked everyone up the most on that uh, show? The one who cracked me up the most was Will Arnett, who played Job. I mean, I he, can, by the way, that just cracks me up even hearing that. And the fact that David, I think he, I think somebody has, I think somebody called him Gob and he was always like, it's Job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just you, you take, obviously Will Arnett is so funny, but that, that mixed with the resonance of his voice. Yes. He just has that deep, just sound. It was so, so funny to me. And just, he was so mean to Buster, and it was just, oh, it was just a joy. And da David Cross, too, oh I my imagine, gosh. right? David Cross, when he would show up as Blue Man, and he thought, well, the best, <laughs> one of the best jokes was that he, jo he joined the Blue Man group because he thought it was a support group for depressed men. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, if there's not a better joke. And then, and then he was like Mrs. Featherbottom, because it was like a takeoff of Miss Doubtfire. And David Cross, poor thing, he was in blue paint all the time, and he was... <laughs> having to take showers before he went home and then went to, I mean, he just went through it, but he was, he was great. We had Henry Winkler in this chair. Oh, over I love the that summer. man. And he, I, I, I was kicking myself, obviously, I, you know, I could ask him about a million things in his yeah, career. Sure. I forgot to ask him about Arrested Development. I, you know what? He is, he has always been an example to me. When I first moved to LA, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know, I had that impression like, oh, am I going to, does everybody become a douchebag in this business and get jaded and just like whatever, my wrong narrative in my head. And I met Henry and he is just the kindest. And I mean, he's been in it for decades and he is still so gracious and kind and giving. And it's like, I was like, oh, it's possible. Uh, he, he, when he was here and he was talking about how, you know, his... His uh, his German speaking dad, you know, mm. or, or Austrian, whatever, told him that he should tell Gary Marshall you should water ski, and that's why he wound up on water skis, jumping the shark, and then the jump the shark thing came to be, and he told that whole story. Wow! And then he he wow. worked, he worked blue. He said, but we were on the year five years number one show after all that jump of the shark, so f him. And he said the actual word, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 
It came out of nowhere. It was like the ultimate curveball. Oh, I love it. I love when he jumped the shark and arrested. <laughs> well, that show never did that, sir. Uh, no, let, but he did. Do you remember? Did he really do there that? There was a scene. He was making a joke from what he did then. Yeah. There was a shark laying on the deck, and he jumped over it. I never saw that. His character did, yeah. There was only, I guess, 500 episodes of the show, so yeah, I guess I must have missed that one. Last one for you, true or false, the writers on Veep. Uh, wanted you guys to improvise scenes before shooting the scripts that were finalized. We would, yeah, we would meet for like two weeks. Oh, there's Julia. She's the best. Um, we would meet for two weeks, and it really it was improvising, but it was more of like they wrote the scripts and they just wanted to see if they gelled, like if, they, if stuff was working. And they just weren't very precious with the words, so if we came up with stuff, they would be open to putting it in and mm -hmm. bits and... So much fun stuff came out of that. So when you just saw Julia Louis-Dreyfus, what, what's your, what was your, you got a good story for um, her on the I set? I just love, I love her, A, mm -hmm. but also she, I, <laughs> both of us would break so much. And mm -hmm. one of my favorite stories is I, I one time couldn't stop laughing. Mm -hmm. And she says, Tony, you know, you're not watching the show. You're in the show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's a funny show. <laughs> and many times I would start laughing. And since I whispered her ear so much, I would just laugh right into her ear. And she's like, okay, you got to, <laughs> you got to like settle down, man. But when you're that close to someone like her and she's doing all that subtlety, it's like, it's impossible not to laugh. I miss the show. Oh, I do too. I do too. But whoever saw the finale, there's this, we did kind of a flash forward way yes. ahead and there's this huge gap of time in between. And I'm like, I would, I would do anything to go back and have Dave Mandel write whatever happened in that gap of time. Cause I think we all would love to be together again. Right. Like uh, a uh, movie. That would be. Oh, a movie. Sure. Any, okay. anything to do with Fill, those fill guys the gap movie. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, and you'd, you'd be all in on that, right? Oh, I'd be totally all in. Whose idea was it for you to jump on the stage at the award show? Oh, that was Julia's. She called me that day and she said, um, if I win, I want you to come and carry my purse. And of course, in my head, I'm thinking you are going to win. So terrifying. And then she, um, <laughs> she just pulled me up there and we had come up with a little bit. And then we had the idea of me whispering to thank her family. <laughs> and I just love your body language there. I mean, you I are so in your character. Well, I just right worshiped, there. I worshiped her. And also, people have always said, oh, was it hard to hear the abuse from Selena to you? But Gary just heard poetry. <laughs> like, he never, he never, he would, she would never say mean things to him in his mind. So he never even heard it, I don't think. Well, I mean, and just, I mean, I wish I could, you know, ask you your favorite curse word from the show, but we are on I know. Um, many other I networks. Say, but, I will mean, say, Jonah Ryan got the worst. He, who played Timothy Simons, like, I think yeah. he was, um, he was one time somebody said to him, you just have an odd shape. <laughs> he was like, he's like, well, how do you not? That hurts, man. And then the thing is, sometimes people would make it up. And I remember Reed Scott, who played Dan. Yes. He comes out of nowhere. It's not even scripted. To me, he goes, hey, cow eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Cow eyes. <laughs> like this. What are you talking about, man? This is because if that's not scripted. I know. Then... And of course, for the next two weeks, I'm looking in the mirror like, are they cow eyes? <laughs> Do I have cow eyes? 
Oh, my gosh. Well, again, uh, congrats on the news you just received that you're nominated for 11 Children and Family Emmy Awards as the mm. Outstanding Young Teen Series. I can, uh, with the young teen uh, in my household and two about to be, oh, yeah. I can tell you they want they're you sweet to win. kids. I got a chance to yeah, meet you them. Didn't, yeah, they ran into you, and they're like, oh, we, we ran into, you know, Mr. Benedict. It was like, really That's fun. so cool, man. And again, um, you know, Jamie Tars is also a family friend. Oh, so, and yeah. she passed away, and I she's know. the you know the executive producer of the show. And I unfortunately many. never got a chance to meet her. She was just a dynamic person, yeah. and so mm. another reason why we love watching the show yeah. is her yeah. spirit. Definitely is in this show, man. It is. I can tell it you is. that for sure. It is at Mr. Tony Hale on Twitter and Instagram. The two episode premiere uh, is already sitting on Disney Plus. So check that out, and you can get Disney Plus right here on Roku. I know that because I loaded it onto my Roku just a few weeks ago. Nice. So uh, check out this show every single Wednesday. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I love being here. I appreciate that. You d- and I, I think you meant that because your hands weren't shaking. My hands weren't shaking. I'm fully relaxed. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Tony Hale here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, check out this awesome show, The Mysterious Benedict Society. We're back to see if anything else fell apart in the sports world while we had that conversation. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. I'm telling you, when you open up one of those babies, you're more than uh, opening than just doors. You're unlocking the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and see your own success and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions and reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all those big, bundfold and exciting experiences right off your bucket list because when you own a mercedes-benz sprinter van you can live work and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they're going to take you 16 body types your choice of a gas or diesel engine thousands of ways to customize the now available in an all-wheel drive a sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them so now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most don't wait unlock your potential inside a mercedes-benz sprinter another trade to talk about Well, the Denver Broncos <laughs> just played their final game with Bradley Chubb on their team. They've just traded him to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins adding a premier pass rusher to their mix. And they flipped a first-round pick to Denver to do it. So what does this mean? Miami no longer has a first-round pick in 2023. It's not their own that they traded because they, you love this word, Chris, forfeited that. Yeah. 
they forfeited it <laughs> sure. in the um, punishment for tampering with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady's been involved in two forfeited first-round picks now. <laughs> Deflate gate in this one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is that Brady could have had really nothing um, directly involved in both of them. Didn't tell somebody to purposely deflate footballs. Right? Well, should I go in that direction? Questionable if that ever happened, but keep going. At any rate, Miami forfeited their pick. <laughs> and the pick that they just sent is the one they got from the 49ers in the Trey Lance trade. So the final pick of the Trey, first round pick of the Trey Lance deal belongs to Denver, which didn't have a first round pick of their own because they flipped it to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Unreal. So there you have it. Chase Edmonds is in the package too, right? Chase Edmonds, yeah, he's going to Denver as well. So it's the Raheem Mostert show there. I guess Miles Gaskin is now going to take those snaps. And Chase Edmonds goes to Denver where I guess he'll be the, the next one to sit there and watch Mike Boone take his reps. I don't know. Mike Boone's out for a little bit. I know bit, that. So, I'm just, yeah, I know. He's out, and it's, so it'll be Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon and Chase Edmonds in Denver. Bradley he's Chubb in a fifth-round pick in 2025, a fourth-round pick in 2024, and next year's first-round pick that they had from San Francisco, that – pick i believe will get appreciably worse but there you have it all right so here this is from albert breer just now so they the, the dolphins gave up three first rounders or got three first rounders excuse me uh from the 49ers for trey lance they traded all three of them for jalen waddle tyreek hill and bradley chubb not bad gotta tell you not bad not bad at all you got the two potentially Best receivers as a tandem in the NFL right now. And a 26-year-old pass rusher. And if they just believed in Tua to begin with, they would have not had a forfeited pick. Would they? Right? They just stuck with the tanking for Tua plan. They'd still have the 24th overall pick as it currently stands in the NFL draft next year. It wouldn't be forfeited. But that's for another day. Not a bad way to go about your business. And again, and this is the era of F them picks. Do you think you'd have been able to get Tyreek Hill with that first round pick or anybody similar to that talent at the level that he's currently coming in? You'd have been much less expensive, I understand. But ask me now how Tennessee feels about trading away A.J. Brown for a rookie who has the same height, weight, and speed who's still sitting on IR with turf toe injury. And Traylon Burks, how that would look, A.J. Brown on the Tennessee Titans right now. So I don't mind it, man. You're trading first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. He's going to go rush the passer right here, right now. You go in your locker room and you say, we think we can win this division and this conference and this Super Bowl because who the hell's going to stop us? And if we put your quarterback on his back, we give you we, we give that defense 24, 31 a game. Look out. And Denver, sitting at three and five, gets a first round pick back. If they thought Bradley Chubb wasn't going to stick around, they don't want to pay him uh, any money, then there's that. Denver's on its bye. Didn't need him this week anyway. Miami gets him. 
Tyree Kill, am I reading this right? <laughs> I just saw That's this. a new one. <laughs> that's a great clip and save. Oh, that's yes. great. Am I reading this <laughs> right? That, yes, that you are, awesome. Cheetah. Say that again? You got to flip your he mind. He and Steph Diggs, tremendous tweeters, tremendous wide receivers. I mean, there they go. Stephon fantastic. Diggs with the, <laughs> Am I reading this? the hell going on. <laughs> By the way, in response to Tyreek Hill getting traded, getting traded. Getting traded. Yes. and now and on that- trade deadline day, Bradley Chuck comes. <laughs> Am I reading this right? I mean, fantastic. It's amazing. That's a new one for us to keep on cycling through, just like the hell going yeah. on. You, I mean, you know I hate Twitter, but on this occasion like this, I do find okay, it enjoyable. Very good. Yeah, yeah. But, How did you see that, though, TJ, since you can't? Oh, I didn't. Just now oh, I just saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the screen. Just, Am I reading yeah. this right? TJ can still you see are. <laughs> you are. So you got a team in Chicago that <laughs> trades away a top-notch pass rusher and one of the best middle linebackers mm-hmm. in the sport. And then turns around using a second round choice they got from the best linebacker in the sport being traded away to Baltimore. Take that and actually use it in a trade to get a wide receiver now for a team that you think they're giving up on for this year because they gave away Robert Quinn and gave away Roquan Smith and Chase Claypool is a bear. But the best part about that in the same way that the San Francisco 49ers not only got Christian McCaffrey, but kept him from the Rams. They get Chase Claypool in Chicago and keep him from Green Bay and send that right into Cheesehead Nation. Say, oh, you think your team needs wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers thinks he needs more wide receiver help. Well, we got the guy you wanted. And you got, uh, what's the word for it? Bupkis. We got Butkus. You got Bupkis. Nice. (laughs) For the moment. We'll come back on the air tomorrow, and maybe there'll be a trade where we're wondering, am I reading this right?